I remember you had a post on Facebook where you said, whose job is it to, to advise the president on whether or not what he's going to do is constitutional or not? Yes. And who is not doing that? Yes. Diba? Justice Secretary, Solicitor General, Chief Presidential Legal Counsel, Ombudsman, Supreme Court Justices. These are the most powerful lawyers in government. And we read or hear about them in the news a lot. But how are they different? Ako po si Robbie Alampay. At ako po si Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson and now teaching law at the University of the Philippines, the De La Salle University College of Law, and the Ateneo de Manila School of Law. And this is Te Talks, where Ted Te talks on all things law and government. In this episode, pag-uusapan po natin ang mga matataas at makapangyarihang abogado sa gobyerno at sa bayan. Hindi pa natin alam ngayon, kaya nang lumalabas, na intentional o hindi. Kaya nga, we want to determine that. I asked the president about this. Baka okay yung joint investigation. Oh, pwede yung joint. Maganda rin yung joint investigation. We're, I am tinkering the idea of suggesting that. We're still uh, reviewing um, uh, the guidelines and, uh, and the implementing rules and regulations. And we still have to deal with a very sensitive question of what to do with PDLs who might have committed heinous crimes, but who might have already been released. Well, we did not actually file a complaint. We uh, referred it to the uh, SEC uh, for them to look into it. No, nobody uh, asked me. I was just doing my job. I do things on my own. I do not uh, take orders from anyone. Ted, there are so many lawyers and legal representations in government. Ano ba yung iba-ibang roles nitong mga abogadong to? Actually, if we look at the different lawyer posts in the highest levels of government, no? so itabi muna natin yung judiciary. No? If you look at the executive branch, the ones that are required to be lawyers are the Chief Presidential Legal Counsel, the Secretary of Justice, the Solicitor General, and then independently the ombudsman. So, yun yung main, apat na main na lawyers. But you treat the ombudsman as, we know that this is a special branch, yes. it's an independent branch of government. Do you nonetheless say that the ombudsman is part of the executive? No, you cannot. Independent talaga yung ombudsman. It's really created as an independent body under the constitution. Okay, so we're yes. talking about Specifically, under the executive... Yung tatlo lang. Yung tatlong yun lang yes. sa'yo. Okay. So, ano, ano yung pagkakaiba nitong mga to? Okay. The Chief Presidential Legal Counsel is the lawyer of the incumbent president. So, it's a trust and confidence position. Meaning, whoever is the president, that president gets to bring in his lawyer. So, private counsel ko talaga to. Meaning, individual. He represents me. Yes. As distinct from the office of the president. No? We don't have a counterpart of that. Now, in the United States, that is the White House Council, which is the council of the office of the president, mm. not the president himself or herself. In this case, this is Attorney Sal Panelo, yes. who is also the spokesman, yes. but as chief presidential legal counsel, ang kliente niya lang ay si Rodrigo Duterte. Yes, the president. Right. He does not represent the 
office of the president, which is to say, wala siyang pakialam to what transpired during the time of President Noynoy Aquino, no. President GMA, and so on down the line. No, because in fact, there are councils at the level of the executive secretary's office, which carries the rank of deputy executive secretary for legal affairs. Ito yung mga humahawak na mga issues that affect the different agencies under the office of the president. Secretary. Okay. Hmm. And they are under the uh, chief presidential legal counsel. No, they are not. They are under the office of the executive secretary. Yes. Yeah, no. So these are career executives. Some of them are career. Some of the lawyers have been there for some time. But basically, these are the people who can then answer President Rodrigo Duterte when he says, Ano ba nangyari dito? Right. They also handle appeals from various administrative agencies. So alam din nila paano nag-ruling yung Office of the President on various appeals. So that's the, you know, the more mind-numbing details of running a bureaucracy. Now, what is the Secretary of Justice? The Secretary of Justice is the counsel of the government. Ang trabaho niya is to give advice to the President as head of government. Meaning, ito yung nasa ilalim ng batas, ito yung dapat natin gawin. No? In fact, if any agency in government, in the executive branch, requires an opinion, they ask the Secretary of Justice. Invariably, the advice is given also to the President. No? But ang role niya is to say, this is what the government can do, not what the President can do. Iba yun. So again, we make a distinction between the President the individual yes. and the office of the president. Right. And he or she must also, part of his or her mandate, remind the individual as well as the office of the parameters and limits, not just the powers of the office? Yes. I think if the occasion calls for it, the Secretary of Justice can actually do that, no? Meaning, oops, sandali, mukhang hindi dapat natin pinapasukan yan, no? Whether informally or formally. Is there any situation or dilemma when on the one hand, you are tasked to give advice and guidance on the parameters, limits, and potentials of your power, at the same time, you are a political appointee and you can be predisposed to invoking that, no, this is what my president wants to do. Mm-hmm. And as alter ego, I only have to go by what he says. Yes. That's called the pr- principle of qualified political agency. Because the president is also considered an agent of the people. But the cabinet secretary who have been appointed by him are his agents in dealing with the various portfolios. No? Presumably, as alter ego, everything that they will do or talk about is in accordance with the law. Now, in the event that something does come up and it, you know, it doesn't look like it's something they should go into legally, then it's the role of the Secretary of Justice to say, wait, sandali, mukhang delikado yan. Okay, it becomes an important question because every administration have all been accused of uh, perverting the inter- their interpretation of the Constitution for their own ends, mm-hmm. and particularly to to go after their critics, to silence their enemies, to weaken the opposition, and so on. What has been more or less the prevailing tradition in politics in this country with regards to secretaries of justice who who will actually wield a more activist defense of, of the Constitution? Historically, across administrations, 
There have been secretaries of justice who have been more active than others. Call to mind, for example, Raul Gonzalez uh, under Gloria Arroyo, even Laila de Lima under Noy Noy. No? And then, of course, you have more quiet secretaries of justice, Al Agra, Agnes de Venadera, also under GMA, no? Sina Neptali Gonzalez under Cory Aquino. So, yung mga ganun, one, it depends on the personality of whoever is appointed. Some of them will prefer to deal you know, privately with their with the president and say, ito yung advice ko dyan. Some will be more, you know, flamboyant, more, you know, more activist, as you say, uh, more vocal. And the role of the Secretary of Justice really is to adhere to the rule of law, no? If the Supreme Court has decided in this way, then the Secretary of Justice isn't supposed to say, let's experiment with that. Immediately between these two characters and positions that we've discussed. For example, ako ang presidente, sabihin mm. ko may gusto kong gawin. Yes. First step is to ask uh, my legal counsel, right. even if may konting hirap, let's say you're my CPLC, hmm. and then sabihin mo, medyo mahirap yan. Pwede kong sabihin sa'yo, eh, hanapan mo ng paraan. Hmm. Diba? Hanapan yeah. mo ako ng ano. Okay, once it's public, my decision, or what I'm contemplating, then the Secretary of Justice can motor proprio weigh in? Well, yes. Again, but again, depending on the relationship between hmm. Secretary of Justice and the President. No? Okay. The ideal situation is because they're both cabinet secretaries. CPLC calls Secretary of Justice. Boss, itong gagawin ni Presidente. Hmm. Mukhang malabo. Do you agree? Can we find a way? Right? Secretary of Justice says, okay, ito yung nakikita ko. Pwede yan. Ito yung opinion ko. Ganyan. And in that way, they find a way and they say, oh, sige, boss, ito yung, ito yung sa tingin natin. Now, you know, uh, that's, that's ideal. Meaning nag-uusap sila and they're looking at the same thing. Okay. Ano naman yung Solicitor General? The Solicitor General is the defender, no, the counsel, the advocate of the Republic. No? Not just the government, the Republic, which includes the citizens. That's why in a certain respect, no, natawag na yung Solicitor General that, that, as the tribune of the people. So in the case, for example, of the Solicitor General helping the PNP, to craft the sedition case against the oppositionists. First of all, why was that an awkward matter for the PNP to admit, which it belatedly did? And more basically, was there anything wrong or improper? Because ultimately, the soldiers said, eh, abogado naman ako ng lahat ng gobyerno. Okay. Siguro una, disclosure, di ba? Kasama ako dun sa kasong yun. And we've questioned it formally. The first one is, the Solicitor General gets to represent an agency only when there is a case filed in the Supreme Court. Malinaw yan sa administrative code. Malinaw din yan sa cases decided by the Supreme Court. And in certain instances, in the Court of Appeals. Pag humingi ng comment sa isang government agency in the CA. This was a preliminary investigation before the DOJ. Wala pang fina-file na kaso. So basically, what the Solicitor General here was doing no, was helping a complainant prosecute a case no, uh, towards finding probable cause. That's not part of the mandate of the Solicitor General. And the, when they say yeah. that this is treason, this, mm. is, uh, this is sedition, mm-hmm. right? well, our case is about defending the state. Mm. And the Solicitor General, as a lawyer for the Republic, mm. it seems logical. Okay. The cases did not only involve politically related offenses. There were private offenses there. There was libel, there was cyber libel, there was estafa. So, una-una, that doesn't wash. Pangalawa, 
there is no case yet. Preliminary investigation. Eh. The only question here is, may kaso nga ba? Sobrang premature. The third is the one that the Supreme Court has already said, no? Makes it untenable for the soldier to represent them at the lowest level. Why? Because should the panel that finds probable cause be questioned you know, in its finding before the Supreme Court or before the Court of Appeals, sila rin yung abogado ng panel. Eh dahil sila yung tumulong dun sa complainant, eh hindi na sila pwede mag-abogado para sa panel. Yun yung pinakamalakas na, na point of opposition here. Okay, mm. but here's the crooks at, at every juncture in, in Philippine politics. The soldier is, is appointed by the president as well? Yes, the soldier is appointed by the president as well. And in fact, operationally, the soldier is under the Department of Justice. Although, hiwalay na opisina yan. Meaning, the Secretary of Justice cannot tell the soldier what to do. But in reality, what would be an incentive for a, a president, a political animal, mm. to even appoint an independent-minded uh, solicitor general? Well, p- presumably, the president would be able to say, Oh, I've appointed someone who can, you know, distinguish these rules because I don't intend to do anything that's outside the Constitution. Okay, so isa-isay natin, mm. no? Yung Chief Presidential Legal Counsel ay abogado nung taong nakalukluk. Yes. No? So, siya mismo. In this case, Sal Panelo, ang kliyente niya, si Rodrigo Duterte, yes. bilang Pangulo. Yes. Uh, yung, yung Secretary of Justice ang talagang inaabala niya at ang pinag-iisipan niya constantly ay yung buong gobyerno no. at ang ating saligang batas. Yes. Okay. Yung solicitor general, what he or she represents is the entire republic, as yes. you said, as distinct from government. Government, yes. Ito, under the law. Okay. Hmm. Meron pa ba tayong nakakalimutan na abogado in senior levels of government na kailangan natin maintindihan? Uh, well, of course, the ombudsman. So we have a new ombudsman. I signed the appointment of Justice Martiresta. Kung uh, the evidence will show that there is a probable cause for the filing of charges against any of the members of the family, why not? Kaya nga ako tinalaga rito eh. The ombudsman is an independent office created under the constitution and the ombudsman is required to be a lawyer. The primary role of the ombudsman is really to find cause to prosecute erring public officers in terms of graft and corruption. Yung mandate niya limited but at the same time broad. Mm-hmm. No? Limited because he, he, or he or she deals with graft and corruption, public inefficiency. No? So public officers, kaya limited. Pero broad then because he can actually go into every aspect of corruption, every aspect of inefficiency of government. No? because he has both a criminal and an administrative mandate. So the administrative mandate, pwede nang parusahan yung isang government official for being slow, for being inefficient. No? Pwede rin niyang paparusahan, i-prosecute yung isang public officer for being corrupt. No? And one function, one power of the ombudsman under the ombudsman law that very few people actually realize is that the ombudsman is the only official outside of Congress that can initiate an impeachment grounds. And that's actually the fastest route to, to impeachment? Well, it has never been done yet. That has not been exercised. No? If an ombudsman, for example, no, does that, the House would have to meet and, mm. and decide. Ano gagawin natin dito sa letter galing okay. sa ombudsman? No? What about the term, the office, mm. 
helps to guarantee the independence of the ombudsman as distinct from the non-independence of the other appointees? Well, the cabinet members, for example, they are co-terminus with the president. So talagang diretso yan, nakatali yung fate nila sa presidente. The ombudsman has a term under the constitution and under the ombudsman law, no seven years. So presumably, the ombudsman will not be appointed by the same president who came in. no And then, yung bag- next na presidente, yung ombudsman ay hindi siya ang nag-appoint. But it has happened na in between. no For example, in the case of the current ombudsman, no the current ombudsman was appointed by President Duterte and will outlast the, the president. Now, yung next na presidente, siya na rin mag-appoint ng kapalit niya. All of these offices and positions we've discussed are... In the case of the three, the legal counsel, the secretary of justice, and the uh, solicitor general are all part of the executive. The ombudsman is independent, but you have the judiciary as a totally separate branch. For example, mm-hmm. uh, the Supreme Court says uh, basically that was an egregious and blatant disregard mm-hmm. of the Constitution. The Supreme Court can take initiative without petition. These are all lawyers, the, the chief presidential legal counsel, the secretary of justice, solicitor general, and the ombudsman are subject to the disciplinary powers of the Supreme Court. Usually, it, it has to wait for a complaint. But what the Supreme Court can do on its own is to cite for, for direct contempt because direct contempt is uh, conduct that is improper that happens in the presence of the court. But ultimately, the most powerful tool to keep in check these powerful lawyers, its simplest tool, which is to basically say, oh, hindi ka na abogado, yes. tanggal ka dyan. Disbarment. And disbarment goes through a process. The ombudsman is not under the disciplinary powers of the Supreme Court as mm. an ombudsman. Mm. But as a lawyer, yes, except that because the, the ombudsman is an impeachable official, mm. the Supreme Court has ruled in certain cases that pag may complaint against the ombudsman that can lead to disbarment, the court will dismiss it because it is an indirect way of impeaching the ombudsman. Mm. Supreme okay, court. now Ted, just mm. last question. Has it ever happened? Wala akong naalala ganong... Mm. Which leads us to the point that these three lawyers uh, at the highest levels of government remain basically very powerful positions. Oh yes, they are very, very powerful positions. Not only because of their proximity to the president, but also because of the dynamics, the judiciary and the executive. Because what happens if we disbar? Mm. What happens if we suspend? No, The impact on that would be to tell the president, you have to fire your cabinet member mm. because he's no longer a lawyer. I'm sure the court will think twice. Muli, ako po si Robbie Alampay. At ako po si Ted Te. Don't forget to subscribe to TED Talks on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you like what you're hearing, may pakiusap lang po kami. Sabihan niyo naman po mga kaibigan niyo. This episode was produced by Katrina Ventura, edited by Nico Bolante. Maraming salamat po.